now offering consultation services through Faithfully Engaged. If you're struggling finding a church, dealing with a destructive habit such as pornography, trying to find a way to homeschool your kids but don't know where to start, come check me out. Go to faithfullyengaged.com consulting to learn more information and to see how we can get started. All right. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Faithfully Engaged. So something that my mom actually taught me a um, long time ago is that everybody has a story. And I don't just mean a, a made-up fictional story, but we all have a story to tell. And it's important that we all are able to share that story. So today, my guest, her name is Michelle Prince, and uh, very happy to have her here. And Michelle, why don't you go ahead and, and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you bet. Thank you so much for having me. So my story is, my story starts back quite a while ago. When I was 18 years old, I had an opportunity to attend one of Zig Ziglar's conferences, and it was such a pivotal time in my life. That was the beginning of my love of personal development, you know, motivation, all things uh, related to that. And I took that with me throughout college. Uh, I worked for Zig right out of college. And that set the foundation for me for my career. But it, it took a really long, different path for a while there. But I started a business in 2009 with the intention of just sharing my, my passions, my heart, helping other people to you know, be all they were created to be. And then that evolved to realizing that so many people had stories that, that weren't being told or they didn't know how to tell their stories. So uh, we started a publishing company in 2010 to help people to not just tell their stories, but get it out in a book so that they could really impact more people. Now, I, I am curious of uh, how, how was working for Zig Ziglar and how did, how did that all kind of line out for you? <laughs> well, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'll tell you the backstory of how that happened. So my parents sent me to a conference when I was 18. And the truth is I went kicking and screaming because I did not want to go. And, uh, but I did love it after. And I walked up to Zig at the end of that conference and said, I'm going to work for you. And I mean, I'm 18. What did I know? But I, it, crazy story. I was, my very first job out of college was selling copiers. I only worked there for six months. And, but one of the places that I cold called accidentally was the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And I walked into the building and I was one of those like, oh my gosh, Zig works here. Like I'm supposed to work here. And literally I went home and typed up my first resume with six months copier sales experience, uh, submitted it, got a job working for him. And I was 20, very young 20s, and it was just an amazing experience. You know, I always say that Zig is an incredible man that everyone knows through his books and speaking, but he was even better behind closed doors. Like, he was just an incredible man, highest integrity, love for people that I've ever met. Yeah. No, that that definitely sounds like that, that experience really shaped you. Um, I, I, I'm also wondering there at at 18, um, you know, <laughs> I I've, I have a, I have a four year old that seems like she knows everything that goes on in, in the world. Yeah. But uh, I know 18 year olds, they really know everything. Um, <laughs> did, did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do then? Or were you just like, eh, Zig Ziglar, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a job there. 
No. And in fact, so when I went to college, by the way, that, that ticket to the seminar was my college graduation gift. So to say I was disappointed is an understatement. Um, but I think I was general studies or I think I started in business or no, no, no. I take this back. I started in psychology. I thought I wanted to be a counselor. And I remember my, my psych 101 professor basically scared me to death. And he said, if you have any empathy or if you could take things back home with you, you know, feelings and this is not the profession for you. And I was like, oh, you know, so I quickly moved from that to business, which who knew if that was the right thing or not. But I still love psychology and I still love all things related to that. So maybe maybe I should have stuck with it. Yeah, that, it's, it's always interesting just hearing people's uh, hearing people's stories uh, is it, really mm-hmm. I was saying that unironically about the episode. But um, that leads in well of why why are stories so important? Well, we connect through story. We all everybody has a story and it's it's and your story is really just a combination of your passions, your experiences and what you can share with someone else to to guide them, help them, motivate them, you know, warn them even just things that we've been through. And when we know other people have been through or down similar paths, it it just connects us. And I think it just makes us more real, too, especially now in this, you know, very social media world. When you know, I always call it the backstory, but when you know the backstory of why somebody does what they do, you're more likely to want to be a part of it than if you just know what they do, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that that's really important there. And that that's something that um, I was telling Michelle kind of off, off air here that uh, that I'm I'm a licensed counselor and oftentimes uh kind of like your your professors shared there like you don't want to bring too much um personal things in, into therapy we, we need to be able to uh one i need to have my own personal life and um two it's about my clients there and, and not myself however mm-hmm. there are times it's kind of an art here that i'll bring up personal stories for that very fact like michelle was mentioning that it it humanizes me and I'm able to speak their language. If, if I'm talking to yeah. a parent that's dealing with issues and they have a four-year-old and like, Oh, I was having all sorts of issues with my four-year-old yesterday or whatever. It connects yeah. us. We understand each other. Um, and I think that's what's so beautiful and kind of leads me into where some of the people that I work with and just people I know sometimes feel like they don't really have a, a story to tell that their story is not interesting. What what would be your your advice to somebody that says like, eh, my story is not very interesting? I think we all feel that way. We all feel like our stories aren't that unique or that different from other people. And that's what I think keeps us back from wanting to share our story. But the truth is that if you've ever given advice to someone or talked to a friend over a cup of coffee and you've you know, shared with them, you know what, I've been there, I, I understand, or you know what, I've tried these some I've tried these things with my kids. Maybe you should try them too. It's just how we help each other and how we connect. And I think if people just take a step back and realize you're telling your story all day, every day, but when you could take your story and maybe put it in a format that you could reach more people, that's when you can have a greater impact. And for those who, who are listening who do want to make a bigger impact, that's one of the best ways to do it is sharing your story through channels that will get to more people. 
Yeah, which, which really leads well into uh, kind of this next question I had queued up of what about writing, about making a book? What makes that such a useful format to, to, to be able to tell your story? Well, a lot of times when we're sharing our stories, it's one to one, you know, or with a small group of people. And when you have when you take what you know personally, professionally, you know, what's on your heart that you want to help people with or guide them on or teach them, and you put it in a book, you're going to have an opportunity to talk to people that you would never get to meet just in your own sphere of influence, you know, in your own community. So that's just one of the ways. But the other reason why to put it in a book and then also a podcast or various other ways through speaking is it immediately creates this credibility and authority uh, platform that allows you to to impact other people. And what I mean by authority is not better than anyone else. It just means that you, you've established yourself as an expert enough that people want to hear what you have to say. And when you have a book, you automatically get that respect even long before they read the book. Uh, that's a really interesting point there of the authority aspect. That's been something that I have, uh, I've experienced on my end of being a being a podcast host, which has been interesting. I've, I've only been doing this for for less than a year. Um, and I've had friends and families share things and that's neat. But when I have random commenters say like, that was a great episode or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I'm just a guy, a guy with a microphone. That's crazy. But there's there's this authority. No, they're not doing a podcast. I am. Um, right. Same thing with like you're saying with the book, you automatically read that and like, oh, wow, they must know what they're talking about. So there's yeah. a lot of weight to having that authority, I would imagine. There is. And I think if more people just realize they already have the authority, all they're doing is, is just, you know, having a little courage and putting themselves out there. I mean, as a podcast host, mm-hmm. I know it's not, you know, you had to make the decision to do it. Talk yourself out of all those negative beliefs and just say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to share what I love, what I know. And that's the same with a book. And I, I happen to think a book is one of the easiest ways to do it, but that's because that's you know what I've done before and I, I have a publishing company. But sharing your story doesn't have to be in a book. It could be through so many mm-hmm. different channels. But I think the, the bigger reason to tell your story is it's, it's more the person, it's who you become as a result of writing a book or starting a podcast or putting yourself out there that you realize, wow, you know what? I, I maybe do have something that could make an impact in someone's life. And, you know, we're, we're, we're created to, to do that. We're supposed to help others. So it's just one way that you can reach more people than you would normally. Something you said there and uh, what we were talking about earlier reminded me, I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times that my my local church, something that we do once a month, uh, we have a just a potluck. And mm. within that potluck, one person shares their testimony. And yes. what I love about that is you'll, you'll hear some you'll hear some testimonies that are like, whoa, I had no idea that they went through that. But a good chunk of them are I had great parents and they raised me in church and I stayed in church and they feel like, and, and my story is kind of like that. And they feel like, ah, that's not worth anything. That's, that's not, I, why do I need to share that? But being able to share it in front of the church, it's, 
it's beautiful and and it's wonderful to hear those stories even the quote boring ones where we're like oh wow like god really used them they they they're able to impact their kids and pass that legacy on um and i love the fact that my church has kind of forced people in that position to share their story um and it's given given us all a lot of practice of how yeah this story even goes beyond us uh, for those that are uh christian or that uh have any other type of belief um, that these stories hold weight in a in a very powerful way in a very authoritative type of way so we as christians are are believers today because of the stories that were told i mean if you think about it the bible is just a collection of stories jesus told stories that's how if if those apostles though the disciples didn't write down their stories i mean where would we all be today so I think it's an equal balance of sharing your story, sharing your testimony, sharing, you know, what's happened in your life, how God has been faithful, but also putting it in a format that can help more people, just like just like the Bible is. That is, it, if it wasn't that way, it would just be passed down word of mouth. But because we could pick it up and read it generation after generation, it's had a bigger impact. And so whether it's through a book or a podcast or, or what have you, a course even, there's something behind our stories. And even if it doesn't even have to be, some people don't have any desire to build a business and that's okay too. But when you get clarity on, you know, here's who I am, here's what's happened to me, good and bad. There's a little bit of both, but here are the people that I could probably help the most or feed into or support or encourage the most. So if nothing else, just to get clarity on, well, what is my story is, is really important and the first step. That that leads in well into um, kind of some practical steps here. That okay, I, let's let's assume that somebody's listening. Like I know my story, I know who I really want to reach, but practically, like I don't know how to write a book. I don't know how to start a podcast. Um, what what advice would you give to somebody on just that practical step to actually get pen to paper, so to speak? Yeah. So anything you would put into a book, a nonfiction book about your, your personal life, professional life, et cetera, everything you would put into a book, you already know. So I always suggest just start journaling or just start recording yourself, even in a, in a venue like this through audio, through video, and just talk and think about if, who are the people that I could most, or that I feel the most passionate to help, to support, to raise up? Are they kids? Are they teenagers? Are they teachers, business owners, you name it. And then start thinking about, well, what, what is it that I could share with them that, that could help them? You don't have to write a book right away. Um, but I believe journaling is one of the best ways just to get clarity on your thoughts. And then after, through that process, eventually it'll become so clear that, wow, I really do have more than I thought. Now let's maybe move it into a different format. I, I like that for multiple reasons. One, as a, as a counselor, I, I recommend to pretty much anybody um, to, to start journaling. That It can be a, a really wonderful way just to get your, uh, get your thoughts out. And, and on that, uh, for those of you that have heard my episode uh, a, a couple weeks back of, um, with uh, Soad on here, she actually wrote a, a journal of how to journal, which is, is awesome. It, um, you're able to kind of 
look at yourself and she asks all these great guided questions there so i'll include that in the links too if, if you're like okay journaling sounds great but i don't know how to do it that, that can help uh walk you through that another format and i'm curious to see if you've had um people that have published books and have done it through this way is um i do i do some blogging and i know that my part of one that i bring this up is my my mom's in the process of uh getting a book published and not all of it but a good chunk of that came from her blogs that she has done throughout the years um is is that something that you've seen as well of people kind of taking things from their blogs and being able to turn that into a book Absolutely. I know many, many people that have uh, blogged to a book. Basically, they blogged for so long and then they captured all of that and then they weaved it into a book. The other way I've seen it happen quite a bit is through podcasting, especially with a podcast host, because you have so much content and so much you know, great conversations and things come out of that, that rather than sit down and start to recreate the wheel through writing, why not just go back to your recordings and get those transcripts and then use that as the basis that there's so many books done that way. And I always tell people, you know, you don't have to write a book to be an author. You just have to have the content so you can talk a book, you can write a book, you know, you can type a book, you can blog a book, but it's really more about what you know than how it gets out of your head onto paper or into book form. And there's just so many different ways to do it. So it's, it, it starts with really more just recognizing that you do have a story, you do have something to say, and it could benefit somebody, but only if you get it out of your head, because it doesn't, it may help you, but it doesn't help others if you don't share the experiences and the things that you've learned along the way. That is some really helpful, practical guidance there. I, I say that for, for myself, especially, you know, being a podcast host, that uh, if if you are listening and you run a podcast or or you're interested in it, yeah, transcripts are incredible um, information out there, and um, there's all sorts of uh, ways. I'll, I'll throw some link of what I use down in the description. That super easy. I mean, you you upload a file and bam, there's all there's all the words there. Yeah. Um, but I I say all this because I've never been a Oh, I've never been great at like grammar or language. Um, like in school growing up, I was always kind of better with numbers and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was always kind of intimidating to me to write a five page paper or whatever. But that's one of the benefits of some of the technology that we have and, and what Michelle's lining out there that, that if you have the content and the ability to get that story out of your head, there's a way to make it in, into book form. Uh, you, you don't have to have a, a, a grammar degree or something in, in order to get that done. Well, and that's what editors are for. That's the beauty because you, you just have to have the story. Nobody else knows what you know, but somebody else can make it read better. And, and that's their job to do that. So I always say that's the best money you'll ever spend is finding a great editor. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that, that goes a really long way. And, and there are, um, you know, this won't replace uh, for a book, but uh, for little things that like I use, I use Grammarly sometimes for my own blogs and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's something that I've really learned um, doing podcasting and things that on my own is I not only do I not have to be, I cannot be everything. I, I can't. No. 
I have my own counseling practice. I have a podcast. I pay somebody to edit my videos. Um, my my friend Ian does does these. I use software to help me with different things. I think that's what keeps a lot of people down is like, oh, I don't have the skill set to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like you said, that's why editors are there. Um, you don't have to be everything. It's it's said not not only overwhelming it's not possible and going back to our yeah. cre- kind of our creation um god didn't create us to all be the same person he created the editors out there to to catch those mistakes and everything absolutely we need to stand in our our strengths and what we're good at and and for some and for me I'm the same way I am not a great writer I'm a great storyteller I love telling stories and I love sharing what I know but that does not make me a great you know, somebody who's good at grammar and all of that. So I, but you don't have to be is, is the point. Yeah. And, and, and that's really why I was kind of drawn to you from the get go. And, and I, I will kind of throw this pitch out here too, that if you are doing a podcast or if you are uh, wanting to be a guest, like Michelle is on here um, and she, I think, you do uh, uh, Podmatch on the other side to find guests. Podmatch is a great way um, to yes. be both a host and a guest. Um, that's something that I've been in awe of that when I started this, I'm like, well, how am I going to find people? Right. Well, there you go. The Podmatch is super, super easy. So I'll, I'll have a link there for you if you're interested. Like I said, not just as a host, but as a guest, you can uh, get your name out there. Um, but that's something that I've really have had to um, to grasp and learn that there are there are all sorts of other people and other tools out there to accomplish things and and it's I found that before I started doing a podcast really the limiting factor was was myself I've kind yeah. of enjoyed the format for a while but yeah what how do you how do you do the hosting how do you put oh, something sure. on YouTube it's not that difficult. You, no. you just have to ask, get on Google, watch a YouTube video. It's pretty simple. It's we limit ourselves sometimes. It's totally true because nothing you want to do in life, nothing, it, there will never be a lack of information to teach you how to do it. I mean, between YouTube and Google and everything else or people, you know, there is somebody out there that can show you exactly what to do. It's always just going to be a lack of implementation. And usually we don't implement because of either fear, procrastination, negative limiting beliefs or, you know, past experiences. But those things are not as tangible, right? So it's all in our head. And when we can get past that, whether it be the fear or negative beliefs, once you can do that, then you realize, well, whatever I need to know, there is somebody out there I can either hire or learn from to do what I need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really that key. That's something I talk about with a lot of my clients, whether it's uh, physical exercise is a big one where I, I'm trying to get them to move more often for their physical health, but also for their mental health. And yeah. like, well, I don't want to go to the gym. Well, then don't go to the gym. Go, go walk to the mailbox and back. I don't care what, right. what you do. Just do something. Um, and and that's what that important piece is here to maybe you don't write a book all at once, but can you write a blog? Can you journal? Like Michelle said, um, do something, work towards that goal in some way, shape or form. Totally. Great. 
Well, I'm, I'm one last thing that I'm, I'm I'm really curious on as far as the book writing piece goes. Talking about tools and things like that of, of Google and everything. Um, I know you uh, you know run a publishing company. What is what is so important for somebody to seek out your services or somebody else's as opposed to just publishing my own book or something like that? How, how can it be so helpful to go to a publishing company like that? Great question. You know, the end result is exactly the same. You are a published author, whether you self-publish, traditionally publish, or work with a, like we are a hybrid publisher, we call it partner publishing, which means that the end result is the same. So a lot of it just depends on your, your goals for the book, budget, how much time you want to invest. So the benefit of working with a partner publisher or a hybrid publisher is that they do all the work. They have the editors, they have the designers, they have the process. They've done it thousands of times. It goes a lot quicker. So it's, you don't have to learn everything because there is a learning curve. Now, can you do it? Can you self-publish? Absolutely. Are there tools and resources to teach you how? 100%. So for people that want to really embrace the process and really spend the time learning the process and you know, rolling up their sleeves and doing the work and going and finding their own editors and all that, then that's a great model. A lot of people, though, especially business owners, entrepreneurs, they're so busy that it's, it's one of those things that it's worth outsourcing. And that's really what, what we do is it's not that we own the rights to their work. We, we, we don't take any of the profit of our authors. It's literally just outsource the work. We will get it produced with you as a partner so that you can reap all the benefits. But there's no right or wrong. It really just depends on what you need, how much you need, and how much you're willing to invest time and resource-wise. Yeah, and I think that's something that's important there, too. Of, uh, so often we, we hear invest, we think of purely purely dollars, which is obviously yeah. an investment, but time is important, too. Um, so those that are business owners... Um, yeah, you can do that work, but would it be helpful to have somebody yeah. there on your side? Um, so I actually had, I, I've known about those kind of three different spheres, but I actually um, haven't had that explained quite in that way. So I, I think that's really useful information. Great. Yeah. Anyone can write a book, truly. It's just a matter of figuring out the why, the, the goal behind it, meaning why. I always ask our authors, what do you hope to accomplish as a result of being an author? Meaning... Are you writing this book to build a business, to use it as your business card, build a platform, or are you writing this book as more of a legacy book that you want to share with family and friends only? Maybe you are writing a book because you want to start a ministry or, you know, so the goal of why you're doing it is also going to reveal the best route for you to go. And, and there's options. That's the good news. Yeah. 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 Options are always better than no options. Well, That's right. uh, Michelle, I think you've given, I, I think you've given the, the audience a lot of really great practical tips to one, not only share why it's important to share your story, um, also giving confidence that you do have a story, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and three, that you, you really need to share that and, and the different formats that, that you can do that. Um, saying all of that, I'm sure that there's going to be uh, members of the audience that want to know more about your, your publishing company, about yourself, the work that you've done. So where can people be in contact uh, with you after the show? Well, one of the best places is just go to performancepublishinggroup 
www.thelifeconcept.com. And if you're even not sure if you have a book, we do free strategy calls. So if you just want to talk to somebody, kind of kick around some ideas or determine, is this the right path for me? Then, then take advantage of one of those free strategy calls. Um, I'm also on social media, mostly LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram under Michelle Prince or Performance Publishing. Great. Well, yeah, be, be sure to uh, check out the links I have down below. I'll have all of that link down there. And Michelle, it was an uh, absolute pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. This was a great conversation. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening listening to this episode. And please share your story. Maybe that's a good good call to action down there is maybe share a little bit of your story down in the comment section wherever you're listening to this. And um, as always, I'll catch you guys on the next episode.